Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up, welcome to an emergency podcast. I don't know if you guys are alive in this world, but if you aren't, wake up because the Pelicans made Wake up. <laughs> the Pelicans made a trade, man. Look, so the, the, the details haven't been finalized yet. There could still be some movement, could be a third team, uh, things like that. But as we know, and the major players here... Uh, the Pelicans made a trade with the Portland Trail Blazers today. The Pelicans get C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, Tony Sell. The Pels dish out Josh Hart, Thomas Adaransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, D.D. Lozada. A protected first um, that could was probably going to lead to next year's first um, and two seconds. So what you think? What do you think? Well, I- initial, initial reaction, man. I, I love it. I love it, man. You are. Uh- you got the 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 scoring punch that you've you've been asking for. I mean, literally, bro. This, the CJ coming to the Pelicans is very reminiscent of like the the the. I'm sorry if anybody hasn't seen this movie yet. The Spider Man No Way Home. Like for for months, everybody <laughs> kept saying, "Oh, you know, they're gonna have three the three Spider Man in the movie." Everybody was like, "No, no, no, yeah. no, no." And then it happens, and it's like, "Oh crap!" Like we, we <laughs> we're, we're here with it. So. You know, this 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 rumor had been going around. The news had been going around. They had been floating around. You know, CJ liked a, a video of uh, of uh, of uh, a Brandon Ingram doing his thing uh, against Houston. And so, you know, that kind of fuels some even more speculations and things like that. But, you know, you get that, that scoring punch you need. Um, you get that extra ball handler that you need to take some of the pressure um, off of B.I. Um, and then um, also if, if B.I. has to miss games and things like that, uh, you have another guy that can get buckets, man, that can get buckets. And I, I'm – I'm excited because, uh, you know, I've, I've affectionately, everybody knows I call Brandon, uh, Brandon Ingram death by a thousand cuts <laughs> when he gets into his mid-range motion. Well, CJ is also death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of death by cuts in the Pelicans starting backcourt now. And I think that's that's a very important thing to know that CJ and Brandon Ingram, although there is a non-traditional point guard on foot, that this is your backcourt going forward. And so um, I'm excited. You know, CJ is a bucket. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, you know, his price tag is what it is. But, you know, at, at this point, you have to pay for talent. Um, you know, you have to you have to get these guys who can get these buckets and things like that. Uh, they, they, they come at a premium and, and, and you had to do what you had to do. Um, you know, again, we talk about David Griffin and all the flack that he deserves. Well, I mean, you know, I, again, I ask. I, all I ask is yeah, for fairness. All I ask is for fairness, man. Like. If you're going you gonna to destroy him for the Stan Van Gundy, the Steven Adams, the Eric Bledsoe, the Lonzo trade, well, then you have to give him credit for the Trey Murphys, the, the Herb Joneses, the uh, Jonas Valanciunas, the Devontae Grahams, the trade play, the, uh, Jose the trade Alvarado. Yeah, Keep yeah going. The, trade, the trade exception. And now getting CJ without having to trade Jackson Hayes. You know, we, we've seen Jackson Hayes. And you talked about it. You know that's your guy. And we were talking about how we wish this trade could 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 go down without uh having to give up Jackson and and here we are. So big shout out to to David Griffin um for for making mistakes and correcting them. You know, he has corrected those mistakes um come full circle almost and so 
you know, I, I'm excited going forward. And now we have no reason for the for the Smoothie King Center to not be rocking. So, you know, yeah. let, let's get it. I'm, I'm excited, bro. How about you? What was your first reaction? How, how'd it go? I know you texted me earlier. Uh, um, you texted me when it happened. But I know that before, I was on a work call and my boss was like, wait, hold on. And then he checked the phone. <laughs> and then we were like, wait, hold on. So, you know, we, 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 let's go, boo. How about you? How'd it go with you? Man, same thing. I had a bunch of people from work messaging me like, ooh, the Pelican's about to be in that. I told y'all, but man, look, we ain't even got a front. You know I called you and was like, bruh. <laughs> like, yeah. like that, that's what happened this morning as soon as we found out. But uh, to your point, I think this is a great trade for the team. Like, I don't know how you could objectively look at the outside. If you watch the Pelicans on a game-to-game basis, I don't know how you could objectively look at this trade and be like, this is a bad trade. You didn't mortgage the future. Like, I, I saw a lot of people, we talked about it on yesterday's pod. I saw a lot of people worried that they were going to mess up the chemistry. Well, you didn't really take out any rotational players other than the kill, and you you pretty much replaced his minutes with a player who does a lot of similar things at a much higher level and a much mm-hmm. efficient level. So the team chemistry part is not really disruptive. Then you didn't mortgage the future. You traded a, a first that you were going to have to get rid of anyways and potentially make moves anyways and a couple seconds. So it's not like you used the laundry list or the treasure chest of picks that you've acquired. Like It was very, 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 very strategic in, in terms of this trade. And, you know, uh, again, you know, you lost a Josh Hart. And, you know, I want to take a second to thank Josh Hart for everything that he's done uh, for the city, everything that he's done for this team. Um, I tweeted out earlier. His energy and his scrappiness and his mentality, I think, led to a lot of this team buying in. Like, we saw it last year. We saw when he first got here. Like, he is a glue pit, uh, glue player that every team needs, right? And so you I saw— I mean, bro, you, you could talk about when he when he first got here, you know, just embracing the city when we were like, you know, we had just traded Anthony Davis and everybody was like, okay, well, this is obviously the Pelicans going into full gr- garbage mode, full tank mode, not mm-hmm. going to be— and, you know, when he got traded, I mean, everybody was like, well, Anthony Davis is leaving that, that terrible team, that terrible market terrible city and the day he got traded there were pictures of him in a pelicans uh shoot around jersey uh shoot around warm-up stuff eating a beignet i mean the man wasn't here a week before he was embracing this city um and things like that and then coming into the season um you know when we had this with zion being out and it was so down you know everything was so down and negative because you know we we thought zion was gonna be out for the season and it was all doom and gloom um you know josh hart and his intensity and his you know no pun intended his heart the way he would just he would be, he would refuse to let thing you know let the game get away or if he could do anything he would be first on the ground and everything and those are the type of habits and those are the type of things that you sorely sorely will miss um for for the Pelicans so for sure bro yeah and, and you know again we we appreciate everything again I think he knew like he he knew I mean when as soon as we saw the contract details this summer. It was like, okay, this is a very tradable contract. Like, this yeah. is a very tradable con- And I think he went into the season knowing that. And so he gave – I mean, he always gives 100% effort. But he gave everything he had and had a career year, really boasted his value. And I think the last couple of weeks we kind of known that, you know, Josh Hart would be a part of this mix. So, again, we wish him all the best. We hope he has a lot of success. Um, he has a lot of wins, we, not against the Pelicans, but we, we hope he has a lot of success <laughs> in his own right. Um, another player, Nikhil, look. You know, we've been Nikhil fans since Jump Street. Um, I think we've all fell in love with his work ethic, um, his bag, the things that he's portrayed uh, here and there. He's had his 
struggles. Um, he struggled mightily this season uh, in his first time to really get an opportunity to shine. Uh, but the kid, the kid works so hard, and you can tell he really loves the game. It just never really clicked for him. Um, and so the other part of this is I think Portland sees it as an opportunity for him to grow as well. Like this is a young player that we could potentially uh, mature and, and kind of get to the point where uh, he could be contributing for us uh, moving forward. And it's one of those things where it's like you traded for a better player who's in their own right, who's established, who knows what they do best, and almost like the the future version of what Nikhil may develop into. But because of what the Pelicans are are, are building and because of where they are right now, it was time to get somebody who already knew what there was, not so much developing because we already have some of those on the roster. And so, again, I want to give a shout out to Nikhil. I know a lot of fans kill him. I know a lot of fans, you know, don't like, you know, some of the things that he has. And I'm not, you know, making excuses for him. But in a lot of ways, man, uh, I wish the best for him. He's an astounding young man. Uh, he's done a lot for our family and, and things like that. And so uh, we look forward to, to seeing him prosper and doing things uh, elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I Listen, I I understand that, you know, the frustration with Nikel came from, you know, everything that we thought that he could have been, right? Like ever, there was this, this narrative going to the season, like he was going to be – you know, take this next step and become, you know, that six man or even a starter, a really good starter and everything. And, you know, when, when, when he got, you know, the news that Zion was out and, you know, he had to be uh, thrust into, I mean, if you think about it, Nikel and Zion have had to deal with, and Jackson have had to deal with some serious, serious things um, as far as like development uh, and, and, you know, situations around the Pelicans and things like that, you know, and, to say that this guy came in and, you know, he heard all the noise, he saw all the tweets, I'm sure he he heard all the things and never came in and, and blamed anybody, you know, always took accountability for himself. And honestly, you know, he's starting to play a little better. You know, he had that five turnover mm -hmm. game earlier, but, you know, outside of that game, he, he has been playing better. He's been turning the corner literally and figuratively uh, <laughs> and going downhill and, and making good passes and, and things like that. And so, you know, some things were, were, were going, you know, you know, starting to come around for Nikel. Uh, I'm going to miss watching him play. I, I know a lot of fans. I, I have my own personal opinion. I stay by my own personal opinion that I enjoyed watching him play because he had things that like guards just, you, you know, you just can't, it's hard to find guards with, with dribble packages and, and bags like that. And again, he had things going on with him that, that you know, prevented him from being the player that we all thought he was going to be uh, myself included. But you couldn't knock his hustle. You couldn't knock his grind. You couldn't knock his work ethic. And I was just so happy to see him develop underneath the Pelicans and watch him play um, and do the things that he was doing. So, you know, but as, like you said, it, it's time for, for, you know, a new change. And, you know, we brought in a guard that, like you said, is, is very similar, uh, but better, obviously, but very similar to the things that Nikel was going to do. And so I'm excited to move forward. Um, and so now, you know, we, we got to keep Jackson, bro. So talk, talk to me about, about the trade, man. Talk to me about Jackson still being here. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing I, I, I get out of this is exactly what we talked about on yesterday's pod. I wanted to see Jackson with a guard who can create for themselves and for other people. What I mean by that is when they're coming off the corner, they're coming off the screen, somebody has to respect their ability to score. Someone has to either stop them from getting to the bu bucket or stop them from shooting a three or stop them from shooting a pull-up. Outside of Brandon Ingram and Jose Alvarado to some, some degree and the kill here and there, there wasn't really a player like that on the team, right? And so you look at what 
you know, a point guard can do for an athletic big. Like, all you have to do is look at what Chris Paul can do for Bismack Biombo, who was out the league. Like, make them look like all-stars. So the fact that Jackson was kind of able to have this uh, second coming of, of, of who he could be without having that is just makes me so excited for what the future looks like with him. And so, um, you know, not only for him, like now things free up for, for, for BI, now things free up for Jonas. Like you can't just leave people wide open because they're not a threat to score on their own. Now you have to respect that ability. Uh, CJ's coming in shooting 38% from three. There's not a lot of guys on the Pelicans who shoot 38% from three. That's without him creating by himself. And so uh, I think it's going to do a lot for Jackson. But I want you to talk a little bit about the type of player that CJ McCullough is. And then we kind of get to the impact of what does this mean for the team moving forward? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I've, I again, I'm a basketball purist. I love watching, you know, basketball regardless of who's playing. Of course, I have my, my favorite teams to watch. Um, so I, I watch, you know, whenever, you know, the Pelicans are playing, then I'll, I'll you know, know watching around the the NBA and so one of the games that I was watching was the Pelican I mean uh the the Blazers in the Heat game right when CJ had just came back from his collapsed lung uh injury and everything and so I thought you know going into that game I was like you know CJ is probably going to be you know they're going to slowly work him into the game and everything and it was not that CJ came out first game back from this this collapsed lung and against the Miami Heat who played very good defense mm-hmm. he was I mean he was killing I mean he he, it's one of those situations where, like, he'll, he'll get to a spot and, like, you think that he you beat him to the spot, but then he has counters, and his counters come from, from dribble moves. It's not – usually when you think about counter moves, you think, like, post moves, right? You think, okay, I can hit you with this, and then I'm going to spin – you get to that side, and then I'm going to hit you with an up and under a spin thing. Well, he has those post moves when he gets to the mid-range and he picks up the ball, right? So he dribble, he's 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 probing, and then he gets to his spot, and you beat him there, he hits you with a pump fake, you're down on that, and then he spins and, like, lays the ball up on the other side, or, like, he gets this crazy shot off. And, and what it's going to do is that when you looked at the team uh, as, as, you know, currently constructed, when you had Devontae Graham, B.I., Herb, Jackson, and, and J.V., and that starting lineup, you had one shot creator. One. Right. That's it. One shot creator. Devontae was a was a was, is a catch and shoot player. Jonas does his work down low. Jackson plays off of you know those guys. He plays as you know as an energy guy around those guys. But the only shot creator was Brandon Ingram. Now, as the only shot creator for for uh, you know as Brandon Ingram being the only shot creator, then you you saw the way defenses built walls around Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. and you saw the way that they 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 would box and one him and play as AD always say covering boxes and elbows on him to make sure that he's not the guy to get off because they knew everybody else had to play as a you know as a reactionary player to Brandon Ingram. Well, now with CJ, you have somebody that's like, all right, well look. If B, if you're gonna do a boxing one on BI, then you have CJ who, who's a ball handler, a shot creator, and he's averaging 4.5 assists a game, which obviously isn't like great for a starting point guard, but it's enough to say, okay, well, I can't completely lock in on him because I know he's just a shooter. Like he'll give the ball up and he'll make those plays and stuff. And he's very, very efficient. Um, he he's always been one of those guys that's like he takes a lot. He he takes a lot of jump shots, and that honestly, truthfully, is what the Pelicans have been missing mm-hmm. this season. They just <laughs> may, been missing a guy who can get his own jump, and get his own shot, and it be jump shots. You know, all of these, you know, all of the guys that we had, Josh Hart, Nikel, most of those guys did did their best work driving to the lane and getting to the rim. Well, now with CJ, he can kind of stop at that mid range and, and give you a bucket uh, over and over again. And, and we all know that 
his his closing ability is is is, is up there. Like you mm-hmm. you have yet another closer that you're adding to the team uh, who, who again, won't be rattled in the fourth quarter. Um, and also one of the best things about CJ and that people, you know, is, is going to come out soon is that he's already been playing in the shadow of a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's already accustomed to being not the guy, but being a guy, being a really, really, uh, you know, being a, a, a solid second. Well, now if you're talking about CJ McCullough uh, on the Pelicans, it, it, once once this team you know once this team gets healthy that's a different story but now you got Brandon Ingram you got JV like in between there like CJ McCollum can 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 be a a great third or or your second on on some nights and if that bumps JV down to your third best player on, on nights then I mean how good is your team mm-hmm. and then also lastly what it does for Devontae Graham I mean we've right. talked so much about Devontae and, and the way that players have been put in situations that's not uh, you know, conducive to their strengths and things like that. Devontae Graham falls right into that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's been asked to, to be the starting point guard and and kind of do things um, that are a little bit out of his comfort zone, right? Getting getting people involved, trying to make sure that other people eat while also fighting the urge to shoot the ball, which he was brought in to do. Well, now, you know, if, if, if CJ McCollum is your starting guard and you move Devontae Graham to the bench, now he's coming in and it's like, all right, look, we have other ball handlers. We can we can split uh, CJ and Bi's minutes and have uh, you know ball handlers on the floor. You come in and get buckets. You come mm-hmm. in and shoot the ball. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what it what it does, how it how it affects Brandon Ingram's productivity, but also how it affects the team around him and how everybody can now be pushed into similar uh, roles that are more uh, comfortable for them. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, I, I think the knock that some people have said, well, you know, CJ's not a great defender. Or mm-hmm. now it's like, well, you got CJ, Jose, Kyra, uh, Devontae. and Devontae Grant. You got a lot of small guards, right? Mm-hmm, so what mm-hmm. does that look like defensively? What I would say is in today's NBA, it's not necessarily about individual defense. A lot of it becomes about team defense. How do you rotate? And to yesterday's pause point, when you have Jackson at the four and he's able to kind of free roam and things like that, it allows those guys to buy in defensively and play a little bit tighter and and, mm-hmm. and, and get up in, in the people's chest and, not, uh, and, and cut off their space so that people know that, hey, if you get to the rim, you got Jackson behind him or you got, you know, JV's not a shot blocker like that, but at least he's a tall presence behind him. You still have guys to get past if you get past me. And so I'm not that worried about the the, the defensive side of the ball because if also Herb Herb is Herb is guarding the best player anyway. So so if we've seen anything from this season, Willie Green has got gotten guys to buy in defensively. Like before last season, people were saying how big of a liability Brandon Ringham was uh, defensively. Nobody is saying that this year, and so I would I would venture to think that CJ is going to come into a culture that preaches defense. And that he's going to buy into the hey, I'm playing defense. Uh, you know, I'm 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 gonna be locked in because I don't want to be the guy, the one guy who's not, right? And so um I think that it does a lot. I think CJ altogether, you kind of explained, you know, everything from his package in terms of what he's able to do on the basketball floor and and how that helps other people. Now, what I'm interested to see, you know, and kind of talk about is what do the lineups look like, right? Like, let's talk about the lineups right now. Are you 
I'm, I'm with you. I think Devontae Graham goes into the position that I think it probably fits him best in a six-man role. But then it's like Jose or Jose's probably still going to get some point guards minutes on the off the bench. So mm-hmm. how do you how do you mix and match and things like that? Well, just yesterday we were talking about having the problem of too many wings. You got Trey Murphy, you got Bi, you got Jackson, you got you know at some point Zion Williamson, and all those guys are like six seven to six nine. I don't care. We have too many short guys. Like Jose is not one of those guys where he gets exposed because of his height, because he's so he's he's so much of a pest. Because he's always active uh, defensively, he doesn't really get dominated based off his height. And I think Willie Green can find matchups and rotations that work well. Well, sometimes you're gonna have two of the shorter guys on the court. You're gonna have guys um, that might seem undersized, but you'll have the defense behind it to kind of counteract that balance. And so uh, I think the rotations are are, are gonna be. Uh, extremely versatile in terms mm-hmm. of matching up on night-to-night basis. Like sometimes when you play the Cavs, maybe you go big. Sometimes when you play a quicker guard-oriented lineup, maybe you go small, and now you have that flexibility. And we're not even talking about potentially having uh, Larry Nance. Like we don't know if he's going to be a part of another trade. We don't know, you know, what's going to be the final details of the trade. But when you add those pieces to this roster, all of a sudden you're like, God damn, like the Pelicans have a lot of good players. Like just a couple of weeks ago or months ago, we were like, man, there's not a lot of guys on the roster that can contribute. Like there's not a lot of guys that you're like, okay, when they come in, I know I'm getting 10 points. That's not a lot. Of, now you look at it, it's like, man, I'm going to have to find minutes. And that's before Zion comes back. Now was when Zion comes back, it's like you got to fight to get in the rotation now. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at this trade and you look at what it means for the Pelicans, not only from, you know, how we're competing this year, but moving forward, talk to me a little bit about how you see CJ working out with Zion whenever he does return or working out with B.I. whenever he does return. Or what does he do for some of the younger players on the roster? Because everybody has talked about how great of a veteran presence uh, that CJ McCullough is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, CJ is the president of the uh, Players Association right now. And so, uh, you know, that's that is that is literally culture being brought into your, you know, your fr- uh, your franchise because those guys are elected uh, by the players. And so this is a somebody who, you know, can, his contemporaries have voted him to be the voice of their, you know, of any of their grievances or anything like that. So basically the voice of the players. And so, um, you know, that's that's one thing to just know that that is coming into your, your you know, a fostering some of these younger players on your on your team uh and, and things like that and so you know as far as like being on the court and, and things like that, i think that when you when you have when you have guys that are talented and you can look at like jose alvarado for this example right you see the way that bi gravitates right to these guys like who who can play ball right you you got these guys that you that you know, hooping brings people together. When you're a really good basketball player, uh, you want to be around other good basketball players. And so just the mind games that's going to be, you know, being discussed between CJ and Brandon Ingram, these guys are two smart basketball players. Um, CJ is very intelligent um, and so is Brandon Ingram. And so, you know, I'm, I, just the way that they're going to sit and, and kind of talk about, okay, what are the ways that I can get you involved? What, how do you like, you know, how, where do you like the ball? Where do you like, you know, where do you like to be put at on the floor? If I'm going this way, do you like when I cut? Uh, would you rather me have the ball here? And just those, that kind of conversation to go on uh, is going to be great for those guys. I think on the floor, what it's going to do is it's going to allow Brandon Ingram to not have six, eight pairs of eyes on him uh, every single time that he has the ball uh, because CJ is such, you know, he, he's a guy that you have to pay attention to. And again, 
with him playing next to Damian Lillard, he he knows how to play off the ball or with mm-hmm. a dom a point you know a point guard you know a dominant a b- person on the ball who is dominating the ball, mm-hmm. and so that's gonna work well for him because Brandon Ingram. This isn't gonna change how much Brandon Ingram has the ball. What it's gonna do it is is gonna allow Willie Green to kind of give him opportunities to get the ball in places where he doesn't have to dribble so much, where he doesn't have to work so much uh, to get his shot off. And we see how how great you know that is when you can put. Brandon Ingram in positions to where he doesn't have to dribble. He can go right up with the ball. And then CJ, you know, um, uh, with Zion, I I think CJ and Zion are going to be – because how do you defend a pick and roll with CJ and Zion? Because – you you have to help off of Zion. Uh, 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 I mean, you have to help on Zion, but like CJ is a is a shooter. Like you you can't not guard him. And then what does that do for the big who is like, damn, I have to 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 watch out for for Zion rolling. I have to help if if CJ comes off the corner, uh, comes off the corner. Like JV is standing there, like, hey, I I here too. I'm, I'm here too. Like I'm here too. Like I I'm here as well. And so like that gives him opportunities for offensive boards. Um, that of things that that you know he's gonna be wide open or single coverage with. And then like players like smart players like Herb, who are, who are we've seen his cutting and and the way that he fills spaces like. It, it's just a lot to be excited about uh, what, what CJ is going to bring. And as far as like the other guys, like Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy should be able to get a lot of or more open shots now because there's another ball handler on the floor um, a, a, as well as Jose. Jose is going to come in and now he doesn't have to be the only and probably the best ball handler outside <laughs> of Brandon Ingram on our team um, as far as like probing and, and getting the offense together. And so CJ is going to come in. He's a veteran. That's what, you know, he's a vet. Uh, you know, th- these are the type of, of times where we brought in vets and we brought in like Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe um, and Gary Temple and Sadoransky, like guys who, okay, these are vets, but like how much will they help us? Well, CJ is a vet and he is coming in to be your secondary ball handler right now. And he's going to contribute um, immediately. And so I'm excited uh, to see that, that, that wisdom that he imparts on some of the guys. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see his fit with Brandon Ingram and JV. Uh, I can't wait to see these pick and rolls between him and JV. They are going to be spectacular and don't let the big guy come back. I mean, it is, it is going to be Man, it is brighter, brighter days in, know, the, in, the, know, in the city you know, right now. You know, the Pelicans have been very strategic. They've always, th- this whole season when they've announced stuff about Zion, it's been like, once they got on the road or after yeah. they won a game. After like, a win, yeah. Like, stuff like that. And so, like, after today's movement, and I don't think they're done. I think the Pels are still trying to make a couple moves, probably to get more shooting, uh, maybe like a herder, like trying trying to get more shooting on the team just because, like, one guy's not the answer. Like, we need mm-hmm. multiple shooters. Mm-hmm. I, man, look, I, I, I tweeted out earlier. I was like, if they announce that Zion's coming back at any point this season, I don't know if Twitter can handle all that. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if Pelicans Nation is ready to handle all that. And you mm-hmm. know, you've been talking about all year. New Orleans this year, you know, from so many angles, but definitely from the sports angle, man, we've just been hit with so many punches, so many haymakers on the Saints, so many haymakers on the Pelicans. And finally, finally, we get some good news where it's like, man. We got a good trade. Everybody's on the same page. Because you know when there's some type of controversy, New Orleans is so passionate that that, that performs to two sides. Like people mm-hmm. people go one way, people go the other way, and then we end up yelling at each other. Unless you start talking about one of our players, then we all yell at you. Yep. Now it's like everybody seems to consistently be like, yes, 
Everybody's moved forward. Everyone's in a happy mood. I don't know how people getting work done today. Like the team is just in a better spot than they were. Like they've already shown all this progress without their best player. So much growth, so much chemistry being taught. There's just so many good things happen for this franchise right now. And so, you know, for the national media, don't think we don't forget. We keep receipts. Two months ago <laughs> or three months ago, you, y'all you told us the season was over because Zion was hurt and we should mail it in and Zion was leaving and all that stuff. Now, don't be talking about, oh, look at the Pelicans. Watch out for the – no, 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 no. Keep that same energy that you had before. And so, you know, for us, you know, when I'm looking at the team, you know, we're going to wrap it up because – we got some other stuff coming for you this week. And if you, y'all at the game, um, come holler at us. We'll be at the game on Thursday. Um, we'll be watching the game tonight. We'll be at the game tonight. Um, if you guys want to get in, uh, get into the game, hit us up. We cannot give you tickets if you guys don't follow us because I'm not going to put your personal information out on Twitter. We're not mm-hmm. going gonna to do that to you. So if you guys are interested, you've got to follow us so we can DM you and get your information. But um, the way I look at it, I think it's so important. Um, to, to this trade and how it plays out. Willie Green in, the, in his uh, practice press the other day, he talked about it. You can kind of hear it and you kind of see it in the other players uh, around him. He was like, the team is so much different. And he, he probably got this from Golden State and from Phoenix. When everybody on the court, he talks about all the time, has a .5 mentality. Everybody is a threat. You can't just help off on anybody, right? Like you, you've got to respect everyone in their own right for their own skill set. Now you got a guard to the point where if you leave somebody open, you know, you're probably going to get punished for it. Like all season long, it's not necessarily been that. But now it's going to be tough. And that's without number one on the court. And you know what type of attention he demands. And so now with the team already bought in defensively, you have your leader in NBI. You have your veteran presence in C.J. McCullough. you got young guys to develop in Jackson and Trey Murphy and, and Herb Jones and Jose Alvarado. you got a little bit of everything, and you still have the majority of those draft picks that you got from all those other trades. And so there's nothing to do but be excited right now uh, about the team. You know, like I said, we're doing our best. If you want to be in the game, we need to start filling. We need to start filling a blender like we fill the Superdome. Like, it's the same fans. It's the same people. We need to start giving them the same energy. So, uh, that's that's all we got for today. What you got for the people to leave them with? You know, we want to keep this short and sweet because we'll be talking to y'all all throughout the week. But what you got for the people, guys? Short and sweet, but as always, you never know what people are going through. So give somebody a smile, Pels fans. We we we've been praying for days like this, bro. We've been praying for you know times where uh, a, a trade uh, these 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 players that are available, um, and we're always linked to them, and it seems like we're always the ones being left out. Um, being left out of the dance and being sold to, hey, look, we'll just package it next year and next year and next year. Well, the time is now. We've made the move that everybody has been clamoring for. Everybody's been looking to get that good guard to come in. Um, we got C.J. McCollum in the fold now, so let's pack the pay, uh, pack the, the, the blender. Let's show these guys that we support them. We got a six-game homestand. C.J. is going to be playing, I assume, eventually either Thursday uh, or going forward. Uh, so he's going to want to see, you know, all of our <laughs> brightest, shiny faces <laughs> to kind of come in and, and give him and show him that NOLA love that, you know, that we are so known for. So, uh, yeah, be on the lookout for the things we got coming up after the trade deadline. Um, we got some things in the work going on. But if you're trying to get into the game tonight or going forward, uh, forward, follow us at uh, uh, Pal's Pod on Twitter. 
Follow myself at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. And follow us on Instagram uh, at the underscore uh, Pels Pie. Um, and come holler at us, man. It is, it is it's, it's a good time to be a Pels fan right now. It's a lot of exciting things going on. And, uh, and we'll see y'all in the next time up, man. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all in the blender. We out.